grandpa's Babylon's can't crack the code. Used to sip out, stop a pump, but figured I should stick to drum. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into another edition of Final Whistle. As always, I'm your host, Blaine Spencer. First off, I want to apologize if you were looking out for an episode this past Tuesday. We had a, some major technical issues, which ended up resulting in me being unable to create a video on Tuesday. But we're going to be recapping some things that have been happening this week. College basketball is back. What great news is that? Started back up this past Wednesday. And then we're going to also, hopefully you all had a happy Thanksgiving, and we're going to be talking about some Thanksgiving football that took place with Houston and Washington dominating this yesterday. And then we're going to touch upon with some other key components, college football that's happened on this Black Friday, as well as give you my lock-it-in picks for this weekend. We went 3-3 three and three this past, last weekend, so we broke even, not awful, but we're going to try and help you make some money this weekend, so... Without further ado, let's get started. Let's start off with some Thursday Thanksgiving football. Two games that ended up resulting in a, into a couple blowouts. We had the Houston Texans end up dominating the Detroit Lions in the first matchup, taking down uh, with a score of 41 to 25, if I'm not mistaken. Deshaun Watson, an absolute stud. Yep, 41 to 25. Deshaun Watson, an absolute stud, four touchdowns, 17 to 25, 318 yards. It was honestly an absolute clinic that was put on display. Will Fuller had a huge game himself, six reception, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Houston, definitely a team that you need to try and figure out, especially after the whole offseason, trading DeAndre Hopkins away, firing Bill O'Brien, now under... Uh, interim coach Romeo Cornell. The team has definitely started to rally around Romeo Cornell and the offense and team is starting to look a lot better. They've now won in back-to-back -back weeks, beat New England the previous weekend, now winning at Detroit on a short week. Nothing to see here. Then the Houston Texans are starting to figure it out and look like the team that we thought they were starting to going to be at the starting point of the season. As of the Detroit Lions, my God, they are atrocious. So bad. My goodness, pick six by J.J. Watt early on in the game. Matthew Stafford never looked comfortable. He ended up finishing 28 of 42, 295 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Adrian Peterson had a relatively good game. 15 carries, 60 yards, a couple scores. But what can you say about how bad the Detroit Lions team looks? You brought in Matt Patricia after... Jim Caldwell took your team going 9-7 and seven, and because you weren't winning in the playoffs and you've only got – he had four seasons, took them there twice, had a winning record, and then you bring in a defensive-minded coach because you thought defense was the issue, and now your defense is 10 times worse than what it originally was under Jim Caldwell. And then the offense now looks plays, looks out of sorts because you're playing from behind 95% of the time and they're unable to figure it out until the last second. I mean, it really is disappointing to see with a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, all the talent in the world, and they just cannot figure out a way for them to be successful out there in Detroit. But he has to go. And there was this crazy statistic that I saw uh, this morning. If the, Matt Patricia won, it was like 25 games in a row. If they, he won his next 25 games, 
he would still would have a worse winning percentage than what Jim Caldwell had. That's that's blasphemous. That's awful, atrocious. Just please fired. He needs to be moved on. You have no answers. You need to start from scratch. And honestly, I'd bring back Jim Caldwell. Get him right back on the phone right now. You want to come back? We're sorry. We blew it. We messed up. Please come back. Because they need to establish a winning culture again back in Detroit. And Caldwell had that going until they fired him for no reason whatsoever. And completely unwarranted. All right, now to our second game. The Washington football team, again, another blowout, put up 41 points, beating the Dallas Cowboys 41-16. to The game was relatively competitive for most parts, but Dallas had a very questionable calls made throughout the game. Going, Throwing forward on fourth and one at your own 35 early in the first half. It was a questionable P.I. call that got missed there, but still throwing the ball on fourth and inches at your own 35. If you're going to go for it, give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. In the meantime, on Ezekiel Elliott's part, he fumbled, and it didn't even look like he was touched on a fumble. That ended up resulting in a touchdown for the Washington football team. But the turning point of the game was this. Washington's up 7, 20-13. And then Alex Smith makes a horrible decision, throws an interception to Jalen Smith. Terry McLaurin pulls a DK Metcalf, hauls Jalen Smith down, tackles him at the four-yard line. Washington defense comes back out, stops him, holds three and out, holds him to a field goal, and that might have, it looked like it was the turning point of the game. It just showed how much effort and that this team is playing with, and how much heart that they're showing out there on the field. I mean, Dallas is out of sorts. They look awful. They went. They ended up later going. They're still in the game here. It's 2016. They end up. Fake punting on 4th and 10 from their own 20. Then Washington ended up scoring there. Then Washington scores again. Antonio Gibson had himself a day. 20 carries, 115 yards, 3 touchdowns. Most touchdowns since when Randy, on, as a rookie on Thanksgiving Day, since Randy Moss did it against those Cowboys when he was in Minnesota. But what is Mike McCarthy doing, right? I don't think he has any clue what's going on out there. His team doesn't buy in, and then he's, he's going into this press conference saying, yeah, that fake punt would have worked great. It was executed perfectly. We just need we needed to execute, execute perfectly. We just didn't get the play the way we wanted. The defense made a play. What? You lost like five yards on that block punt, on that fake punt. Excuse me, not blocked, fake punt. Really? Really? Like, get a clue here. Get a clue. It's just, it's just, I don't know. They just look so lost without Dak Prescott. And, I mean, you're 3-8 and eight now. Washington now holds the division, has the lead at 4-7. and seven. Like, what? Like, Dallas is out of sorts. Washington capitalized on Dallas's mistakes, and they ended up blowing them out because they took advantage of how horrible Dallas called that game. And kudos to them. So, I mean... The NFC Least looked was on full display. I mean, it was a very disappointing Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving day of football with two blowouts, unfortunately. But what can you do? Food was great for me, though. I ate my turkey as a Washington fan. I ate my turkey, ate my ham, ate my casserole, lived it up, smiling the whole way down, scarfing down that food. So happy day for me. 
And then the other game, if you guys hadn't noticed, again, Ravens-Steelers uh, was postponed to Sunday, which has now been, this morning has been postponed to Tuesday now due to the Ravens testing uh, positive and unable to handle what's going on there in their, within their organization. Lamar Jackson's the next uh, big name that was tested positive there. And who knows what's going to happen with them. I knew I told uh, it's unfortunate to see. So we'll see if that game even gets played on Tuesday. But uh, we're going to touch upon some current college football that's happened uh, today so far. We've had some uh, great games that have been on display. Uh, Iowa State came back uh, from a 10-point deficit against Texas to win 23-20, to almost ensuring them a spot into the Big 12 championship. Their percentage of now getting there is at 99%. So it's basically a lock uh, for them, which is great to see. Um, Elling Sam Ellinger... Like you say, I mean, everyone thought he was going to put Texas back on track, and he's he's definitely made them better than what they were before before him. There's no doubt about that, but he hasn't really brought himself to that capability and level everyone had thought he was going to be at. So Iowa State, 23-20 to over Texas. And then the, another uh, top 20 matchup that took place this, uh, was Notre Dame. Taking down North Carolina, thirty-one to seventeen. Uh, Notre Dame defense was the story, and especially in the second half, tied seventeen up at the break. Notre Dame outscores North Carolina fourteen zip, shutting out that high potent North Carolina offense led by Sam Howe and those running backs and receivers that can go all over the field. So kudos to defensive coordinator Clark Lee. He had a great game plan after North Carolina smacked them in the mouth, scoring 14 points on their first two drives, and then only being held to three the rest of the game was remarkable. Ian Book, a magician. It looked like backyard football out there a couple times with him scrambling around. Even on one play, he just flung it out there. Completely ill-advised, but he just flipped it on a third down and ended up being a big play and taking a couple more minutes off of that clock and helped them ice the game. So... Just that was another big update that took place in number two Fighting Irish took down North Carolina thirty-one to seventeen. Uh, let's give you a little bit of updates. Some other scores that are taking place right now. I mean, Oregon's gonna be playing later. Iowa ranked twenty-fourth in the country. They took down Nebraska twenty-six to twenty today. Uh, and then there's gonna be some great games tomorrow. And we're gonna I'll give you my picks later on. But now we're gonna touch upon the some different components that has taken place, which is the what's college basketball being back, which has been awesome. I'm a Seton Hall alum. They played today. It was a really a rough one. Uh, we came up short, losing 71-70 to at Louisville. But uh, we learned some things today from uh, Seton Hall Pirates that we're going to be a very competitive team. I thought there was a chance that we weren't going to be as competitive, and this might have been a down year, but we showed up. Uh, we ended up having a chance to tie the game, and we missed a free throw with under a second remaining. What can you do? I mean, ultimately, it was a bad foul call to begin with, but still, having a chance to win that game is a great telling point for the Seton Hall Pirates. I am expecting us to play really well this season. But major upset of the day, the San University of San Francisco took down number 4 Virginia 61-60. to Unheard of. It was unreal. Let's see here. Jamare Bouye scored 19 points, and it led to San Francisco pulling off the biggest 
upset of the college football, it's not college football, college basketball season so far. Great to see them. They take down 61 to 60. Virginia just looked out of, you know, Virginia. They really, the way they play, they play slow, take a lot of the shot clock, and most of their games end up being a lot closer than the experts think because of just the style of their game. You stifle them on, they play defense, and you score roughly 50 to 65 points a game, and you're 95% of the time they end up winning. So it just ended up backfiring. USF shot extremely well from the three-point arc, which was absolutely the difference of this game. And UVA, they have nothing to complain about. They had a chance to win the game at the end. They just ended up missing the shot. So what are you going to do there? Another big storyline that's taking place so far in this young college basketball season is uh, number one, Gonzaga absolutely dominated number six, Kansas, uh, the other night. They ended up beating them 102-90 to in an absolute shootout. But they had three guys with plus 23 points. You had Corey Kispert at 23. Drew Timmy scored 25. Jalen Suggs with 24. And you could just see that this Gonzaga team is legit. And you're seeing a kind of a passing of a torch here showing that I know Gonzaga is usually always relevant and has a great chance to, to make a run at the national championship every year. But they easily look like the team to beat so far in this young season. And they are showcasing that. And they have shooting all over the floor. They, they can play defense when they have to. Kansas, yes, they they were relatively being dominant, but they're going to still be a relatively solid team this year. They, they have a long way to grow. They have a lot of young pieces there. Uh, Villanova, they've also opened up 2-0. They ended up beating uh, Arizona State last night in a hard-fought game. You knew Colin Gillespie was going to be a stud. You knew that they were going to be able to showcase their versatility and any team under Jay Wright is that they play fundamentally sound basketball and they are smart. They were really smart. They play fundamentally sound. They do not make their own mistakes. So Villanova has also looked really good to start the year. Now let's transition to what we're going to wrap up with some quick lock it in picks. So you already know what time it is. Lock it in. I'm going to give you my three college football picks and my three NFL picks that we're going to help you make some money this weekend. And you're going to be going into Monday, going into work, hopefully after this Thanksgiving weekend, happy, because you're going to have some extra money in your pocket, right? All right. So let's start off with college football here. My first lock, Auburn, 20, plus 24.5 versus Alabama. Why? Why is because Nick Saban will not be the head coach because he tested positive for COVID this week. I think that's going to be a huge focal point in this game. More than people realize, Steve Sarkeesian is going to be the interim coach. But I think Bo Nix and this Gus Malzahn and this Auburn offense will be able to hang around with Alabama long enough. I don't think they're going to win. I think Alabama will still win relatively comfortable. But Auburn, you're telling me that they're not going to lose in a rivalry game by less than three, t three touchdowns and a field goal? Give me that all day long. Auburn plus 24 and a half. Lock that first one in. Secondly, Boston College, minus one versus Louisville. This almost feels like it's a given game. Louisville hasn't looked really good all year. You're looking at a Boston College team that's been competitive against Clemson and Notre Dame, the number two and number three teams in the country respectively. This has to be a, a game that the experts know more than me because, or this, yeah, be, or that the casinos know more because minus one is an absolute joke. 
Take Boston College right now at minus one. That is almost a given. Then I'm taking Florida State plus 10.5 versus Virginia. Yes, Virginia's 500, 4-4. Four four. They've pretty much just picked on some of the lower teams in the ACC. And this is a Florida State team that's starting to kind of figure things out. Yes, they're losing, but they're not losing, like, getting blown out. They got a young tr quarterback in Travis that's starting to show some strides. He put, made some plays in some other points of the season, and he's going to be critical in those other ways. So take Florida State plus 10.5. They'll easily lose by less than 10, especially at home. They might even have a chance to win that game outright, if I'm being completely honest, because Virginia is a complete hit-or-miss team on a week-to-week -week basis. All right, so now into the NFL. We, I have the Buffalo Bills, minus 4.5 versus the L.A. Chargers. Yes, the Chargers are extremely competitive, and they're always in the game. But give me Josh Allen and the Bills at home because they have an opportunity here, and they have to win, especially in this division with Miami only a game out. And Miami basically has a bye playing the New York Jets this week. So take the Bills here. They need to show up and show out, especially after that heartbreaking loss to Arizona, and then they were on a bye. They're coming off a bye. Buffalo will show up. And I like... I like Justin Herbert. He's going to be a quarterback of the future. He's an absolute beast. But I think he's going to be exposed a little bit this week. And so take Buffalo four and a half. Next game, Arizona minus two. Coming off of that Thursday night loss to Seattle. They're playing at New England. I like the Cardinals here. I just don't trust the Patriots. The Patriots just have been a, too inconsistent for me to be confident. Losing to Houston last week. And yes, they did win a couple of games in a row beating the Jets, and then they uh, winning another game. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Arizona, minus two, high-scoring offense. Kyler Murray is going to play. People thought he might not be uh, doubtful. He is going to play. He had no issues today in practice. Take Arizona, minus two. They have a chance to make the playoffs this year, and they are a high-flying offense. And DeAndre Hopkins will have a monster game, especially those fantasy players. Or if you're trying to find an, uh, a single-player uh, prop there, take DeAndre Hopkins over his receiving yards. He's going to have a big day. Lastly, as I mentioned, Miami's on a bye. And somehow they're only getting minus, minus 6.5 against the Jets. They'll blow them out this week. Darnold is returning for the Jets, but he hasn't looked good at all this season. And the Jets are absolutely atrocious. So... That's just going to wrap it up with that. The Jets are awful. The Dolphins have a chance to make the playoffs, and they even have a chance to win the division with only being a game behind Buffalo. So, And Tua will probably most likely start. He's uh, Coach Brian Flores said he would start. Uh, I think the Dolphins will show up and show out this week and take advantage of their virtual bye week that is the New York Jets. So let's recap these six picks that I have. Auburn plus 24.5. Versus Alabama, Boston College minus one versus Louisville, Florida State plus ten and a half versus Virginia. That's for my college football picks. And then for the NFL, I have Buffalo minus four and a half versus the Chargers, Arizona minus two versus the Patriots, and Miami minus six and a half versus the Jets. Lock those six in because I'm going to try and go six and zero. Oh, and I love these picks this week. I think we have a great chance of it easily going five and one, potentially six and zero. Oh, so lock those picks in. So again, I want to first. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed your Black Friday shopping. I did my shopping from online. I didn't want to go into stores due to COVID and so forth. But enjoy your uh, rest of your weekend. Remember that I will have another episode out on Tuesday. 
So everyone, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a great weekend. Good night.